Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it. You're listening to Aerial View worldwide on the internet. No serious responsibility. Oh, that'd be a great band name. Mutiny of Preverts, tonight, one night only. <laughs> Would you go see Mutiny of Preverts? Ah, uh, you know, it's like, uh, that's not my genre. 
that's not your bag, man? No, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I've seen all the mutiny bands, and that, that one is not quite uh, my style Todd Norlander back here on Aerial View on the HoundNYC.com every Sunday. New Hound House at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Followed by uh, Crashing the Party. Mark and Mary in the doo-wop chop shop of the air. You got those doo-wops on vinyl? Yes. The answer to that question is always yes, even if you don't have the doo-wops on vinyl. I have to answer a lot of questions as a shopkeeper. Todd Norlander. Well, what kind of vinyl did most doo-ops were just like 45s, right? Um, and uh, Yeah. I used to love Don K. Reed. He would he would pull out this stuff that was probably, you know, they put out 25, you know, singles. And I don't know where, what basement he found them in, but uh, that was the good stuff. Don K. Reed. <laughs> wow. Who, who else? Did he do, uh, he did the doo-wop show on CBS FM, See, right? So, yeah, yeah. That was like, yeah. the last good show on that station, you know? That station now, man. You turn on that station now, and it's just—it's like what happened. You used to play Eddie Cochran. What now? What, know, what are you doing now? What are you I doing? Know. I swear to God, you used to be able to turn on FM radio in uh, New York and the New York environs, and they would play <laughs> something else. One of right. the greatest rock and roll songs of all time. The tragic Eddie Cochran hmm. died at what twenty? Was he in the Twenty Seven Club or the Twenty Eight or even younger? Yeah, was he yeah. like twenty three? He was young. Was he the one who he died. who died with a mouthful of gasoline or? A... Uh, no, you're no, thinking of Bobby Fuller. Bobby Fuller, yeah. There's uh, yeah, <laughs> some theories that Bobby Fuller was murdered. Yeah, you know. Well, you know. It sounds plausible to me. Eddie Cochran, however, didn't he die in a car crash of some kind? Oh, uh, well, that would be. Was um... he? Yeah, that would be. That's you know, Mark, like his, Mark uh, Bolin, and Mark Bolin's hero was Eddie Cochran. So there you go. Oh, well, there you go. Eddie Cochran was get this, twenty one <laughs> when he like died. Just like a he, car, you're pleasing to behold. He oh. was twenty one when he died. Twenty one. He was like, he was a kid. He and, and when you think about what he accomplished, Talk about in summertime that time, blues. You know, I know. Oh. I, uh, anyway, that's uh, CBS. That CBS FM is now been binned, as the English say. They've binned it, B-I-N-N-E-D. They threw it in the dustbin. It's now history. You it, can't hear that anymore. It doesn't exist in any form? Or? No, it exists, but now when you turn on CBS FM, you hear like music from the 90s or yeah. 2000s or whatever. They're not playing you know, 1950s, 1960s rock and roll. Really. That's what I like to, you know, the, the oldie station I listen to up here, you know, they'll play doo-wop and then you'll hear like, Aqualung by Jethro Tull and and, um, well, and Eddie Cochran, you know? It's yeah, like, that's because there aren't human beings uh, doing the programming anymore. It's it's just spat out from a computer. It's an algorithm, so, you know. So it's just like random craziness. <laughs> I compare it to extruded cheese like Velveeta. You know, Velveeta is what they call an extruded cheese. So they, mm-hmm. they pack all the cheese uh, materials into a machine, and the machine spits out a brick, and that brick is Velveeta. Well, it's not even so, called cheese. It's called cheese food. Pro- cheese product sometimes. Cheese, it's called cheese yeah. product. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a product. And yeah. It need, hear, needs uh, quotes around the cheese, you know? There's a radio station <laughs> up in this area, and I won't name it, uh, up in this area being Ulster County. I'm at my store, That Cave, 106 Partition Street, open oh, Friday through Sunday, noon to 5 p.m., and uh, please drop in. It's uh, just under Pop Vintage. And we're here Friday through Sunday, again, noon to 5 p.m., thatcave.com. That Cave is a sponsor of this program. I sponsor my own program. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> That's pretty good, right? Yeah, you, you see your stores. Like, I would love to own everything in your, in your store. And, and, um, and I'll trade you everything I own for everything you own. <laughs> I made. Let's see the tally. Where's my drum roll? Hey, where's my... Seriously, guys, where's my drum roll? I asked for a drum roll. I want someone to get Don on the phone. I gotta come out of an upbeat song talking about a dog dying. <laughs> I made a total of thirty-six dollars today. Oh, yeah. I had a lot of looky loos. Not paying a rent. I had a couple who actually referred to themselves as browsers. They were browsers. Oh yeah. I mean, I like to apply that word to people, but they self-applied the word browsers. So well, I was, I was fairly impressed. Just like we're up just... front, like don't, don't pay too much attention to us, you know, because we're yeah. not going to spend a dime, you know. Well, you remember the Rodney Dangerfield film, Easy Money? Did you ever see yeah, that film? Yeah, I and did. Um, that scene with Joe Pesci? We're just browsing. Get a load of us. We're browsing. <laughs> they were in here browsing. That's fine. They'll well, come back. They'll send other people. Someone's going to come in here. 
Won't you buy my wares? <laughs> Wasn't that a song? Won't uh, you buy my wares? You're going too, too deep for me. Huh? Uh, the, the long and short of it is CB, that CBS FM is, is dead and gone. Eddie Cochran. It says dead and God and it's Eddie Cochran. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, but there's a station up here, and I won't name names, who really just has taken the art of the Segway and drowned it in a bathtub. Like, they don't give a shit. They'll slap <laughs> Tracy Chapman up against something that has nothing whatsoever to, like, Queen, and then they'll slap Queen up against something else. And it's just a head-scratcher of a station. You're just going, mm-hmm. huh? Like, is anybody at the controls, or is it just... I they mean, figured that... out at 2 p.m. on Thursday, this is what people want to hear, right? <laughs> that may be the one I go to sleep at, you know, uh, oh, really? at night. And, um, it's a... Yeah, uh, it, it, Produces it's a soporific, dreams. yeah. Would you call it? Well, no. it's a it's a narcoleptic. Would you call uh, it? A psychic. No. It's a psychotropic. It's not yeah, a psychotropic. Along those lines, yeah. Um, so yeah, the the, the radio situation, uh, not a good situation. But you can always depend on Aerial View. Aerial View has been here since 1989. One hour phone in talk show. I feel like that's the perfection of the form because really, who the fuck wants to listen to talk radio longer than an hour? I mean, seriously. <laughs> I, I know there are people who do... I used to do a three-hour daily talk show, you know, talking to truck drivers for a living. And that uh, went well until Trump came down that escalator and then, you know, it all went into the shitter. But three hours is grueling. Three hours a day, I did 15 hours a week of talk radio. And it was grueling. And uh, I, I got good at it. I mean, I really got good at it at WFMU. I learned how to do it, but I got yeah. much better at it, you know, when I went and did it for a living because then you had a do it to get a paycheck um but i love the fact that aerial view only asks an hour of your time it's because seriously that's all it takes friday night at six o'clock and i and todd has said this i've heard this from other people todd you said you used to stay in a store even after it yeah closed. i mean fridays you know I, I worked nine to six six we'd get off at six and we would stay, you know, at the at the store, and it was a big thing, you know. We would listen to your intro, and we all, we all knew it by heart. And um, yeah, one of my friends from uh, the comic store uh, liked uh, the post on Facebook today. So oh, nice. Hopefully, Sean nice. will call in today. Um, yeah, he, let me open he, the phones. I got to go and open the phones first before uh, we can do that. I got to break the glass and then get the hammer out, and then I can uh, open the phones up. The number here is. 760-422-5528, 760-I-CALL-AV. That number is in Palm Springs. So if you don't, if I don't pick you up right away and I have to call you back, don't be surprised when it says Palm Springs because I went looking for a phone number that would spell I call Aerial View. And it took quite a while, and that's the one I ended up with. Well, it's in Palm Springs. Sorry. Well, ho- hopefully it won't collapse. Uh, do you want to guess what the temperature is in Palm Springs right now? Uh, should we, should we have a little bet, 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 bet. little bet? Would, Let's have a little bet. I'm guessing 92. Low I'm nine, guessing it's 90s. triple digits. Oh really? This yeah. Ni- I mean, out west, it's going crazy like that. But I'm guessing it's triple digits. Let's take a look because, uh, well, actually, it's come down a bit in Los Angeles. Los Angeles now 79 degrees. So, uh, but Palm Springs, of course, is in the desert. Todd says 92. I say triple digits. Let's see who's correct. You want to tell the people what it says there? Oh, it says 106. 106. Boy. 106 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, I lose. Wouldn't it be great if it was like life was like a Bugs Bunny cartoon and instead of 106 it said, it's fucking hot. <laughs> you know, you, that would be yeah, that would be something. A picture of a guy melting. Was more like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Do you want to yeah. do a quick roundup of the news? A uh, thing I like to call uh, <sighs> the Upside Down. We go into the Upside Down. See what sure. the. I pay attention. I heard that Derek Chauvin got sentenced today. 22 years. To 22 years. Yep. It was... And what is the response to that? Are you seeing anything in the Twitterverse? Oh, no. You know, I was a little too busy today, but um, I think, you know, uh, uh, Floyd's family is happy. They're they're um, so. He looks like such a cretin or cretin if you're English. Ah, you know. Oh he's, my he's, god! You know, three years in jail for him. You know, a bad cop in jail is not going to be a pretty time. You know. He is uh, going to get shivved on the second or third day. <laughs> something tells me they're going to have to like separate him 
from the gen well, pop, yeah. as they call it, right? Yeah, yeah, they can't yeah. put him in gen pop. <laughs> is, is that, that like K pop? It, it would be a pretty good pop, man. General yeah. pop, general population. 760 422 5528. We're just doing a little uh, upside down update to tell you what's going on in the news. Trump organization could face criminal charges in DA inquiry. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office has informed former President Trump's lawyers that it is considering criminal charges against his family business. Ah. They disbarred Rudy Giuliani. That, that, you that's that my, too? you know, I loathe Giuliani. You know, oh, from, from he's so The way loathable. he ruined New York City, I mean, just, um, you know. Son uh, of so. a bitch. It, like, and, 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 it's, <laughs> and now his family's turning out to be a royal pain in our ass, too. Well, so. his son is, like, running for governor. Andrew. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. What that, a that, schmuck. Yeah, that little fat kid who used to be on the golf course. Oh, you know, fuck like, that kid. <laughs> Fuck all those people. I seriously, I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just had it. I've had it with these people who are holding back progress. They don't want to see the world evolve. They're troglodytes, man, and not even the yeah. good kind. You know, not the Jimmy Castor bunch type of troglodytes. The really, the really knuckle dragging type who just want their world to forever stay the same and never change. And so, they stand there, you know, astride progress, basically. Uh, like the uh, like the governor George Wallace at the schoolhouse door, basically saying no, 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 no to everything that might improve your fucking life. So uh, there's that. The other news is a building collapsed just north of Miami Beach. Yeah, apparently due to sea salt corrosion. Or uh, you know, well that that you know, I I thought up. it you know the the entire Miami Peninsula is going to like sink into the sea really soon. I mean. All these high rises built on sand, and um, it's just like well, you know, ultimately it's, it's very thermal. American. It's very American to <laughs> not really plan for the future. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. It, it didn't used to be, but it is now. I mean, that's our brand. Our brand is we can't think beyond the next quarter, so we don't really plan. Okay. You know, so uh, the building was under inspection. They were looking at it because if you put a building near a saltwater body. You mm-hmm. might have rusting of the rebar. And once the rebar fails, that's the only thing that's really holding the concrete together and right. building collapses. So now they're pulling dead people out of the pile of rubble. Not, uh, you know, most of the dead people, unfortunately, are still in the rubble. You know, it's like they say now um, 170-something people are missing, and um, they found four. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not That's kind of fucked of up because it also happened at like 1.30 in the morning or something, 2 a.m. Right. So right. people were sleeping. I mean, maybe that's better than knowing it's happening. I don't know. That kind of thing would tend to wake you up, and it mm. would wake you up just in time for rubble to crush you. So there's right. always that. Right. Uh, Miami is its not a tenable place. I was there a few years ago when they had the Zika virus scare, the Zika right, virus right. scare. And you're outdoors, and you're like, mosquitoes going to land on me. I'm going to get the Zika virus. I'm going to die. It's, it's not my, it's not my thing. Miami Beach, if you like it, good for you. It's not my thing. You can have Miami Beach, but our, uh, our thoughts are with the families of those who uh, lost their loved ones because they lived in a building that was a hulking pile of garbage, essentially. Well, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be worried about living above the third floor and anywhere now. You know. Down in, down in an area you know, so. uh, that's near salt water, yeah, absolutely, yeah. or that hasn't been expected. They actually they never used to have a reinspection program in Miami, and now every forty years your building has to pass a pretty rigorous inspection. So this this was why they were inspecting this building. It was the forty year point, so they had to go and inspect it. But lo and behold. It collapses. So. Well, you know, the way it collapsed, like the way it pancaked down, there were all these like conspiracy theorists who talk about oh, um, fuck those people the, the World World Trade Center. It's like, this couldn't happen. It had to be an inside job. There had to be dynamite on every floor. And then, yeah. You know, it's like buildings don't collapse like that. And they sure as fuck do. You know, it's like <laughs> this one, you know, it didn't need to be any dynamite. It's just like, you know, who, who knows what sort of corruption went into building the World Trade Center, you know, it was... Well. I have to say, there might be several rants tonight, because I already did the rant about <laughs> the state of radio, but the uh, rant about conspiracy theorists is right around the corner. If you want to stick around for it, it uh. starts in five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. Now, those people piss me off because uh, they fail to account for chaos, which pretty much rules everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, <it's>, it's, <laughs> and when you discount chaos, you're sort of discounting nature. 
yeah. and you're against nature. Nature is chaotic. There is no plan. The, the single bu bullet theory. Right. That's chaos, you know? It's like, <laughs> you know, it sure could have, like, gone here and here and here and gone out, you know? It's like... It, you know. it could have, and I have stood not at the window that uh, Oswald, Oswald shot at, yeah. it, but the one next to it. Because they, <laughs> they, they at, at the Texas School Book Depository Building, which is now the sixth floor museum in Dealey Plaza in Dallas, Texas, they... A few years ago, they, they plexiglassed off that area. They cordoned it off. Right. They replicated it. They printed up a bunch of boxes that say <laughs> Texas School. But they replicated the sniper's nest, right? So you can <laughs> you could stand next Lovely. to the window that he shot out of. But I stood at the window next to the one where he shot out of. It's 88 yards to Kennedy's right. head, right? And I said to the people I was visiting the place with, I could throw a rock. I could have thrown a rock and hit Kennedy in the head from here. That's how close it is. Once you look out the window, you're like, of course he made the shot. Yeah. He made the shot. He did it, right? We don't want to admit it because he was a little shrimpy guy. He was confused, right? <laughs> we don't want to admit that, that Oswald acted alone. But that's the, you know, the origin of the American conspiracy right. theory yeah. industry is really Whoa. the shooting of JFK. That, they existed prior to that, but that was really where it sort of met modern communication in the form of radio and television. Mm -hmm, it started mm -hmm, to really yeah, get yeah. And it culminated in Oliver Stone's 1992 film JFK, which I saw I, grown people walk out of crying, weeping actual ugh, tears. I so. never actually watched that. You know, I like Oliver Stone okay, but, um, you know. Just I have an like Oliver Stone poster in the store? Uh, yeah, it just seemed like it was going to be a little too long, and I, I've just, you know, heard enough about it, you know. And it's like, Listen, if you ever want... I don't know why I'm pronouncing all these words in, like, the way the English say them. Maybe because I had English customers today. A primer. If you ever want a primer on every JFK conspiracy theory crammed into two and a half hours, that's the film for you. Just yeah. watch JFK. He shoehorns in every last <laughs> thing that these morons have come up with over the last I don't know how many years. Anyway, conspiracy theorists, that's my second rant of the program. The third one might involve Custer because today is the anniversary of Custer's Last Stand yep. in 1876. And we were trying to do the math earlier. Two grown men trying to do math and couldn't figure out, like, how many years that is. 1876, yep. 2021 minus 1876, 135 well, years? Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah. Are you willing to sign off on that, Todd Norland? I, gra I graduated high school in 1976. That's 100 years, and um, I don't know. <laughs> how many years since I graduated from high school? Is that know. how you're going to attack, attack uh, this, this you know, problem? I don't want to do that, man. All, all right. <laughs> well, 76 plus 24 is 1900. So then you have another 121 years. Okay. Okay. So that would be 146 years. It's 146 years. Yeah. And just to confirm, I'll get out the calculator. It's coming up on 150 years. Do we have to... Um call it something different now it was like the the indigenous triumph or something uh, 145 years there you go i don't know i don't think so it's still custer's last stand yeah yeah really it, it, that's that's not um aka yeah, a good day it. a good day for native americans uh, uh by the way if you want to see I'm, I'm gonna do a lot of film recommendations in this show apparently i already recommended jfk but not because it's a good film because it crams every conspiracy theory about jfk's assassination known to man into one film. Uh, Little Big Man. Little Big Man, Arthur yeah. Arthur Penn film from 1970 with Dustin you know, Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Um, um, Chief Dan George. Was it Chief Dan George yeah. who's also in it? Uh, and it's a really great um, sort of revisionist approach because at that point, we didn't necessarily see Native Americans as the heroes of their own story. They're, we were still dealing with uh, John Wayne's approach to Native Americans, namely uh, slaughter them all, they're savages. So it was a revelation in that, well, and it's a damn good film. What stood out for me, and there was um, a, an accepted transsexual member of the Indian tribe that you know Dustin yeah. Hoffman was in. You know, was just seen as something that was regular. Now and that was you know, but you're a reader. Did you ever read the source material? Wasn't there a book, Little Big yeah, Man? Yeah, yeah. Before no, there was I, a movie, I you know I saw that. Little Big Man as a kid, but I ne never read the book. It, it did. It was. I watch it every few years. It's one of those films every few years from the seventies. I got to haul out like uh, Last Detail, another one of my. That's why I, I try to tell all these kids. You know, they like Jack Nicholson. That's one of my favorites. You know. Yeah. I'm your ring at kill. That is a good one. Before Randy Quaid went off the rails entirely. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like his I'm, first film. So yeah. you have to see. It, it was his first film. It was oh, his yeah, first he's so film. Great. Yeah. yeah. And then. Uh, 
Carol Kane is like brilliant. As Carol the, Kane as the uh, <laughs> hua, as they would say it on Long Island, and uh, um, spiritual hua. Yeah. Oh, it's just uh, very well. Didn't was it Ned Beatty? Knock, in that? Knock. Recently passed Ned Beatty. I, yes. Yeah. No. Naka Naka. Naka Naka. It was it, an old joke. Oh, who's it there? Who's it there? I, Mia. Mia. Yeah, who are, oh, Jesus. You know, That's like the you know, worst joke it, ever. Yeah, it was a long You ought to be ashamed pulling that shit crap out on my show. It's Aerial View. Uh, what, Faye Dunaway was also in that. I was right about Chief Dan George. Martin Balsam was in it. Wow. I got him confused with Ned Beatty. Sorry, I always confuse those two. <laughs> Richard Mulligan was Custer, and he was a great Custer. He might have been the greatest Custer ever on film because he really caught the vainglorious aspect we've always heard and right. that's what led of course to custer's last stand his hubris his mm-hmm. his vanity right yeah, yeah. today i mean i i don't know that much about him i mean was he was he somewhat like of a uh civil war hero before that or he was i that i if i remember correctly i at one point, I actually read the book "Son of You Know the Morning Sun" or whatever right. the hell it's called, right. "Son of the Morning Moon" or whatever the hell it's called, about Custer, and because uh, I was fascinated by him as a historical character, yeah, and he was you know one of those guys. I think he went to West Point and everything. Right, and he was right. really uh, had a lot of success in the Civil War. He was gonna run for president at some point. He was working his way up, and this whole thing was really like almost part of his presidential campaign the idea that he was going to go in and wipe out this <laughs> camp of savages oh, there we go uh and when the u.s government was reneging on every treaty that uh, it ever forged with tribal uh you know tr- tribal units around the country this is what they did if the uh, if they decided if the tribe said wait a minute you signed a piece of paper we're not leaving this land you know the americans would be like you don't understand there's minerals under there and we need to <laughs> So, mm-hmm. so we're going to have to wipe you out. Anyway, uh, raise a glass. There ought to be a drink called Custer's Last Stand, and then you can drink it today. Because I, I like to celebrate uh, his, his demise. Sorry. As I said, it was a punchline on, like, fractured uh, fairy tales on the Bullwinkle and Rocky show. You know, yeah. Custard's Last Stand. And it was a custard stand? A custard stand, yeah. That is pretty good. <laughs> that was some high-level comedy. So, we- so there was... Um, any other news? Uh, I don't know his name, but um, one of the principal actors, indigenous, you know, people behind the whole w- wounded knee, um, you know, situation just mm-hmm. passed away. He was uh, actor. He was an well, actor. Well, not an actor. I mean, actor you know, one, one of the actor? no, no, not at all. One of the people who who just uh, is it Leonard Peltier? Or you no, no, it was no. not Leonard, Leonard Peltier. I mean, he's still alive and in jail, but um, all right. Uh, Holy shit, how long are they going to keep him in jail for? I know. That kind of sucks. Who was it? I'm going to test your memory. I, I, don't, I, I don't know his name, and I never heard of him, but um, okay. I just read his obituary in the Times yesterday. So, Ugh, you know. Todd actually goes to the library and reads the hard copy of the Times. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know. Hey, we haven't even gotten into what's the topic for tonight, and I know people are out there salivating. Uh, everyone likes to ask, what's the topic? <laughs> People won't call in until they know. Uh, the topic is love, hate, the place you live. So what we really like to learn is what you love about the place you live and what you hate about the place you live. It's a fairly straightforward concept. And so if you want to call 760, what's the rest of the number? 422-5528, 760-I-CALL-AV. <laughs> That's why I made it a monomic, monomic meaning I call av 760-I-CALL-AV. We'd like to know. What do you, uh, I'm going to put you on a spot, and uh, I want you to think not necessarily about this place you're living in now, the last place you lived in, what you loved about it, what you hated about it. Uh, You know, I I lived in Woodstock right before this, you know, famous Woodstock, New York, where the concert didn't happen, and it was just like, there was no there there, you know, it was like, you know, a bunch of people capitalizing, you know, on the Woodstock myth, you know, lots of crystal shops, and... You know, I, I worked friggin' tie dye. Yeah, place. you know, I worked in this hippie grocery, which was cool, and there were some cool people in town. But you know, um, I moved to Saugerties because I, I like this place. There's like this community and this like historicity. You know, that you feel like something actually happened here in Saugerties. You know, mm. the 
the, the, the decaying, you know, industrial, you know, the bluestone, the paper factories, the, the, um, yeah, the brick factories and uh, the mills. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. And, I like that too. It does have a feeling of that. Yeah, it's, it's what I used to like about you know New York. I used to like the old decaying New York, but you know New York eats itself. You know, and um, all the old stuff that you used to love gets torn down, and they build the good money. It pushes <laughs> out the bad money. Yeah, that's yeah. what I heard a long time ago. Um, I think you're right. Uh, and the Sardis has the added advantage of being on the Hudson River, so if shit goes down, you ever have to get out. Just steal a boat <laughs> right. and start paddling I north. The, I know where there are some canoes, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, Woodstock, if you're a grown man wandering around a town in tie-dye, you're doing it wrong, I'm just saying. I, uh. I, I just don't, I can't feature grown men wearing tie-dye anything. I, when I see that, I do an eye roll in my head because I don't want to do the eye roll physically uh, in case they're watching me. And so I just do a very quiet, in my head eye roll because I'm like, really? You know, re- real tie dye is cool. You know, my, um, you know, my girlfriend in high school, she was go- going to like live on a kibbutz in the summer, and we like did real tie dye. You know, dyed stuff, tied them off, made these really cool clothing. But nowadays, it's like all this printed sunburst. It's printed tie dye, and it's like right. ugly. You know, it's it's like it's uh, like f- it's faux dye. It's yeah, faux yeah, tie dye. It's yeah, not. It's yeah. not good. And I, I remember bleaching my jeans many years ago. Like somehow yeah. I thought, if I put my like brand new Levi's, which were dark blue, because that's the only way you could get them then, right, 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 in a tub with some bleach and some water, they would lighten up. And instead, they came out all splotchy, like they were right. white areas and then dark blue areas, and it, it, and it actually looked pretty cool. That but was it was cool accidental. For a while. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. But, but I remember when I wore those, I was like the first person wearing these poorly bleached jeans. And everybody wanted to know, where'd you get the jeans? And I'm yeah. like, I made the jeans. What do you mean, where did yeah. I get the jeans? I made the jeans. Go out Ugh. and DIY, you lazy SOB, with your tie-dye sh- T-shirt that's not actually tie-dye. Um, I have an uneasy feeling when I'm in Woodstock now. I mean, I the first couple of times I drove through there, I was charmed by the place. But now it, 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 do, it doesn't feel real like it doesn't feel like a real place and i would i would imagine if you're living there like you're dealing with that all the time you know i was there three years and um there was stuff i liked uh the woodstock library is one of the most brilliant libraries i've ever seen like Mm. you know the the art art you know the art room there just great books great selection of like graphic novels and just i mean and some cool people but uh otherwise it just didn't feel like you know, a community or just, you know, yeah. a real place. You had to go other places like Saugerties to, you know, do things, you know. Well, I like this place. It's growing on me in ways. There are things I love about it, things I probably will hate about it eventually. But the place where we live now, I've been keeping a list for a while of what Weehawken? I love and hate about Weehawken. And... I, uh, I I haven't told you. That's where, where my dad is from. That's where he grew up. That's where your dad yeah. was from. Yeah. What? Yeah. No kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. I think you did tell me that before. So, uh, pardon my false surprise. But mm-hmm. yeah, why? How how did he come to be born in Weehawken? Is that where his people landed? I guess you know. I don't know. You know his um... when they left the fjord. Where'd they leave? Yeah. I get yeah, Finland or mm-hmm. I um you know part partly Norwegian, but I guess there was a Weehawken Norwegian community, you know. Yeah. The biggest uh, Norwegian community was down by Bay Ridge in Brooklyn, and he he you know even as a kid he used to go down there to the Norwegian parade, which I think still exists, you know. But um, sip some aquavit and then come back home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Norlander sounds like a name that was applied at Ellis Island. Like That's some, exactly some, what I... Some guy was like, you're from Norway, you're a Norlander. That was, that was my joke. I, right. I always thought that too. But um, in fact, it's a pretty common name in, in Norway. It's, wow. um Yeah. Yeah. Does so, it indicate that they did anything for a living? Like if you're I, Tom Sawyer, you you yeah, know you cut right, wood, right. right? So Well, you know, my, my German side is Bosch and 
Bosch means forest in German, so you know maybe the were fuck is that what it means? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, uh, Bosch is <laughs> really ba- Bosch means the woods. You know, I didn't know that. You know, I like to think I'm uh, related to Her- Hieronymus Bosch. You know, you know they're bringing that show Bosch <laughs> back, and I think it's today, June 25th. Uh-huh. Bosch returns for their final mm-hmm. season. Uh-huh. Big fan of that show with Titus Welliver. Uh, on it, but Bosch is also a line of tools and and parts, right? right? Yeah. You know, German, but I didn't know it meant forest. Fuck me. Now I know something. Anyway, <laughs> Weehawken, love and hate. What I love and hate about Weehawken, I love our house. I've always loved our house. It's a uh, just the right size for two people. It's not too big. It's not too small. You know, mm-hmm. it's got two bathrooms. So if we ever need to use both, use the bathroom, Sweet Tea and I, we can have a bathroom. It's got a nice little backyard, not too big, not too small. Do you have a lawn uh, you have to cut? Or? Not really, no. There's not much of a lawn. There's no front lawn at all, so that's good. Yep. Um, and it's it's been, you know, it's been a good house to live in. Um, we don't get flooded. We've never had water enter the house. Well, you're so on top good. of a cliff, right? I mean, yeah, we're like a hundred yeah. feet above the uh, yeah. the Hudson. If it was <laughs> flooded, our house, it would mean like it was a apocalypse, an yeah. asteroid had struck or some damn thing. So we. <laughs> Would just be like, oh, well, we're going to die now. Hey, look, the house is flooding. That's kind of how it would go. Well, Manhattan would be under like, you know, 20 feet of water. Right. Yeah. Uh, you'd see just the tippy top of Hudson Yards, and it still wouldn't have been rented out. <laughs> it still would be empty. <laughs> They'd still be trying to get someone to go in there. Exactly. Um, but, you know, what I've determined from my list is it's almost as soon as I leave the house. Like everything internal about... We hawk and I'm fine with. But when I step outside the door, that's when the aggravation begins because it's loud. There's helicopters have returned. The pandemic, you didn't really hear the helicopters because mostly they're tourist helicopters. But now I guess the tourist helicopter industry is cranked back up. So helicopters up, up and down the Hudson every few minutes. Planes flying low overhead because they're headed towards Teterboro Airport or whatever. They're just douchebags it could be that helicopters leaving the west side of manhattan that are carrying corporate douchebags to wherever they're going and they're flying low overhead then there's the near constant sirens because we're (laughs) equidistant from three or four hospitals so there's always an ambulance Uh, rushing someone to a hospital when it's not an ambulance it's a fire truck if it's not a fire truck it's some other emergency responder they all have different sirens. The best part is when two or three are going at the same time <laughs> and you get like the interaction and it's, I, I go outside and I go, fuck me. What are, are so how are all these people dying? Like what's going on? And <laughs> I mean, maybe it was, you know, during the height of the pandemic, I keep talking like it's over. It's not, of course, but it might've been people dying for all I know. Who knows? Mm. But uh, then when you leave to go anywhere, you have to plot your return. You have to figure out how long it's going to take to get back. Like, it's not... Are you anywhere near the GW Bridge? No, we're by the Lincoln Tunnel. So we're just north of Lincoln Tunnel. And when people are headed into the tunnel, of course, it's, That's n- it's a nightmare. That's still Weehawken down there? Uh, it's, was, it is. The yeah. Lincoln Tunnel is in Weehawken, New Jersey. Oh, yes. shit, no. Yes, it is. Wow. So uh, it's on my list of things. The... The baseball field that's not 50 yards from our house. It's not when the kids are playing baseball. Although, initially, they would put a kid like an 8-year-old or 9-year-old on the PA. And and it was really loud. And you'd hear this kid go, Gonzalez just hit into a grounder. <laughs> and I, was, I, I'm, I said to my wife one day, did they put a kid on the PA? Like, just to entertain him. Like, here, kid, have fun, right? And the PA speakers are mounted so high up on these light poles that, and they're they're pretty much aimed at our house. That like <laughs> even if you're inside listening to the stereo, you could still hear this kid go, "Gonzalez, just you know whatever whoever the kid right. is at bat." <laughs> and I had to call up the town supervisor and say, "Geo, what's with the PA at the at the ballpark? What's going on?" There's like four people in the stands. I walked by there one day to see who this kid was doing all this hot PA action for. It was like five adults, you know, like five parents. Well, they do that here, you know, up at Canton Field, you know, all all the little league you know, games they have like PA announcers, you know, it's like yeah, you know, it's like yeah. Is it, I, is there anybody's house nearby? Is it blasting? No, well, no, 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 no. But still, okay. it's like you know. I don't mind it then. I didn't like it's you when know, you're Noel Landers dropped another uh, fly ball in right field, you know. It's like <laughs> <laughs> no, 
So I, in your mind, Norlander's not a very good baseball player? Oh, uh, God, okay. no. That's why they put me in right field. You know? Yeah, me too. It was like I, I would, would not, you know, I'd be looking at the grass and then, you know, a ball would be coming our way and like, oh, yeah. shit. You know? Kids would be yelling at you, get it, get it, <laughs> get it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like, I, I already like turned my back because I knew I'd, cause I'd be chasing it, right. you know, while they rounded the bases. <laughs> yeah, that was always humiliating. <laughs> so there's that. There's a few other things on my list. Um that really, the bloom kind of goes off the rose after a number of years. We've been there 14, 15 years. But now that we're in uh, talks about possibly leaving the place, there's a pull to a place that you've been in for a while. And it's hard to escape that, that pull, that gravitational pull. Like Entropy, my late friend Vic Levera wrote a song about Entropy. Uh-huh. Uh, and one of the lines was, Entropy takes us over. Everyone. And... So it's hard sometimes to escape entropy, and, and my mother couldn't. My mother never wanted to leave the house her and my father bought in, like, 1956. We, we couldn't pry her out of there with a crowbar because there was something about being attached to that place or something about the agony of moving. I don't know what it was. How many times have you moved Ugh, you know, in your life? Um, uh, you know, my moves in uh, in, in Manhattan were pretty terrible but um after i left manhattan i lived in like four different places i first like south jersey and like cape may county out in the swamps and then like prattsville in the catskills there's like this prattsville in the catskills yeah it was this town that like during sandy it was like under 16 feet of water the entire town was wiped out that's why i got a cheap apartment there you know my, my place had had been well, you're living at Black Mold Arms? Yeah. What was the name of this joint? I know, I know you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, then Tattersville and Woodstock and, uh, yeah, so. Uh, You've been all over, ain't you? Yeah. What are you, uh, I've out been running landlord? babe. I've been everywhere. Uh, the oh. number here is 760-422-5528. We've got about another 17 minutes in the program. Actually, a little bit more, 27 minutes. So what's the deal with, like, there? it's close to Weehawken. There's, like, New York, New Jersey, right? And it's called West New York. West New York, West New York, yeah. New Jersey, yeah. There used to be an artist that we used to go, uh, she was a sculptor, and she made sculptures out of wax. And we would go there, always in the summer, and it's like we had to rush the wax sculptures from her place into our air-conditioned truck before they melted in the sun. But oh right God. near there, there was like this place that had the greatest Cuban sandwiches in the world yeah. that we had heard. And they were, you know... Well, you're, you do know Union City's got the second largest Cuban population in the country, beyond, nah. you know, after Miami. Yeah, Union City's got a lot of Cubans in it. You'd have to really, really work to not find a good uh, Cubano yeah, in Union yeah. City. And but I think they were, like, you know, cutting the pork right off a, you know, a, oh a suspended God. pig. And you know it's been over a year since sorry. I've had pork, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Well, uh, you know. I'm going to start drooling any minute oh, during my own show. It's well, horrifying. This is Aerial View on thehoundnyc.com every Sunday. New Hound Howls at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, except this Sunday, the Hound is away. So there will be a oh, replay. Yeah. I believe it's uh, Hound Howl number 18 that you'll be hearing. Crashing the Party will uh, bring you the doo-wop chop shop of the year with Mark and Miriam right after that at 5 p.m. And then this show replays Tuesdays at 6 p.m. And then it becomes a podcast in between now and Tuesday where you can... Listen to it at your leisure, as they say, and available wherever you get your podcasts, namely uh, Amazon Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, and Spotify, Stitcher, sometimes YouTube, sometimes even SoundCloud. I haven't checked in on the SoundCloud page in, in quite a while because really, SoundCloud for a podcast? I don't know. It's called the Aerial View. There were actually two Aerial Views out there. You might find the Aerial View that pre-existed this one that was heard over the airwaves of WFMU from uh, 1989 to 2016. Actually, the anniversary of my departing that place is uh, coming up rapidly as we speak. July 7th, it was uh, 2016 when I did the last aerial view there and I walked out. And uh, I've been thinking about that anniversary quite a bit because it is right around the corner. And I, uh, I have a lot that I'm going to be saying about that before much longer and um, I have a newsletter by the way that started as uh, a newsletter for this program it's 
morphed into a lot more. And uh, if you want to be on the newsletter mailing list, just shoot me an email at aerialviewer@me.com. You actually have to ask. That's how it works in newsletter world. You can't. I can't just sign you up. So send me an email at aerialviewer@me.com. So, so what do you think the age uh, cutoff is that people know what an aerial is? Uh, <laughs> it was probably thirty years ago. Yeah, I know. I when mean, I came up with the name of that show, I thought it was clever: aerial as an antenna, right? And then a look from above. And now, in the subsequent years, of course, you had that. You have the show, a show called The View, right? Right. And suddenly, it's not so clever. Suddenly, I'm like, why did I uh, name it that? Why? Why did I stick with that? I don't know. Just because I have all of these. Um, identifiers, IDs, etc., where someone's saying aerial view, and I don't want to throw them out. That's why. Well, you know, na- now it's become like a word that just means your show. It's not even a thing that you have to identify what it is. It's just oh, like, that's good. You know, yeah, I like that. It's like you, you've, you know, adopted this uh, antique wor- word. You know, it's like. People might still know what an antenna is, but aerial is like no one you know, knows. That's, that's, that's that aerial. was like what was on top of the you know big boxy TV that you would adjust the rabbit ears. You know, it's like how am I going to throw this out? Hi, this is Rick Moranis, and you are experiencing a communication breakdown. Oh wait, a he's not even saying the name of this program. I didn't realize that. That's another show I did, a podcast. Here we go. Let's try this one. Hi, you're listening to Chris T on. Wait, you're listening to me at the moment, but Mr. T. Not the Mr. T. Oh, this guy never says Aerial View either. Fuck that. Well, right. you, you know, Rick Moranis, um, I, I was a big SETV fan, and um, he had that character, Jerry Todd. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was one of the, you know, few <laughs> times my name was on <laughs> on TV, and it was like... Was he know. a DJ? I kind of remember that yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, um, and he had, he, a, he had a Van Dyke yeah, beard? Yeah, he had a Van Dyke beard. Style, yeah. And then he would do all this stuff, like, you know, the his... Image would like be shooting back and forth. It was like, uh, he, it was sort of like a Max Headroom thing, you know. I have Whatever. to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> I got to look that up on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, the number here is 760-422-5528. We now have 12 minutes left in the program. Been passing the time quite pleasantly with Todd Norlander, who moved to Saugerties a few years ago and uh, has been kind of like uh, my Sacagawea, if you will. Yeah. yeah Native I'll, guy. I'll take, I'll take that. <laughs> Sack. Are you Lewis or Clark? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm Lark. I'm clueless. Lark. How's that? Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like, are you a mod or a rocker? I'm a mocker. mocker. Exactly. Oh. Uh, the number here is seven six zero four two two five five two eight. We'd like to hear from one of you about what you love and hate about the place where you live. You can start with uh, what you love, and then you can end with what you hate. Let's go in that direction. Or if you want to end on an upbeat note, start with what you hate. And then end with what you love. And I'm going to make sure, because I haven't done this yet, that the phones are actually working by dialing in myself. Let's see. Here we go. Dialing in. I should have done this earlier. This is me not being thorough. Yeah, all those people, you know, just like, I'm trying to get on the air. Yeah, it's see, it's not uh, it's not working. Well, there you go. Uh, oh, that gosh. could explain why like, this whole show would, would whole have show taken out get to, a goddamn yeah. call. Uh, I have a feeling, you know, I had certain people. Uh, Your browser might prevent calls from ringing. Oh, that's always good. <laughs> oh, I think gosh. they would have rung on my phone if it had happened. Can we do a redo at seven o'clock? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's just do the whole show over. Yeah, again. you know. Yeah, that'll work. Seven six zero four two two five five two eight seven six zero. I call AV. Unless I'm dialing the wrong number, could that be? Oh, there it goes. No, now it now it worked. Oh, listen to well, that. So, hello, hello, hey, hey, Todd, Todd, what are you wearing? Hey, this is Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. Todd. Yeah, Jerry Todd. Uh oh. All right, the goddamn phone's working. So well, you maybe know. you have to call twice. It's like priming <laughs> a pump. Uh, it almost doesn't matter because I swear we, we're almost out of road here. we yeah, got 10 yeah. minutes left in the program. Don't forget, uh, That Cave is open Friday through Sunday, noon to 5 p.m. It is a, a sponsor of this program. I was trying to think of what kind of sound effects would it, would uh, convey the words That Cave. Well, what would it there's got to be some echo and some, you know, bats, bats flapping. Oh, that's not um, bad. Bats flapping. Yeah. Huh. I wonder yeah. if I have any bats flapping. Sound effects. 
I guess it's not too different from the helicopter. Just, just not as rhythmic, you know. Hello, everyone. This is Adam West. Uh, maybe you're thrilled to buy Adventure. What about some Adam West? What about Batman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it would be like you hear, flap, 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 flap. That cave. Like you would have the reverb yeah. on cave, right? Right. Yeah. Right. That's kind of how you would do it. All right, make me a hundred of those and bring them back. Uh, yeah, that cave is a store opened on Black Friday here in the town of Saugerties, and um, I would like to think of it as my off-ramp to retirement. It'll probably be my off-ramp to the poorhouse, but who knows? Yeah. Did you have parents that referred to it as the poorhouse? Because mine did. Like, how yeah. would you like to end up in the poorhouse? Yeah. Do they still but, have those? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, They do? My parents were not negative, so they, they didn't... Uh... What's that like? What's it, what's it like? Parents who are I know, not negative. I know. You know. What do you mean not negative? Did they build you know, up your confidence in yourself? Did you say you can do it, Todd? My mom sewed all her clothes. You know, when yeah. we were kids. You know, she, she got those Spiegel patterns, and you know, nice. made us. You know, <laughs> terry yeah. cloth clothing or whatever. My grandmother did that. I don't think yeah. my mother. My mother did some sewing. Come to think of it. She would take a simplicity pattern. Simplicity. Yeah, either, yeah. and make something yeah, for the girls. Yeah. Uh, the boys, generally speaking, we didn't like handmade clothes. I remember our, oh. like one year, uh, except one year my grandmother made really nice bathrobes for everybody, <laughs> the boys and girls. So Theirs were red and ours were blue, prefiguring, of course, the whole Republican-Democrat thing All right. from many years later. Seven six zero four two two five five two eight. I don't know that we're going to hear from any of you about what you love and hate about the place where you live, but please... Think about it, because Todd's probably going to be back next week, and we'll do this all over. Yeah, yeah. Who the hell knows? So, so I wanted to, you know, we're talking about the Republican, Democrat, red, blue thing. I mean, I don't know when I first started hearing that or when that became a thing, but how did the Republicans become red? Because red's the red scare, the red menace. That was always, like, meant the communists. And right. suddenly, suddenly, like, the Republicans are red, and we're blue, and blue seems like, you know— you're uh, right. How did that happen? The, the hmm. blue seems like the champion color. You Your know? commie has no regard for human life. Let me look <laughs> it up. I, I, I bet it had something to do with the TV network who just used those colors because they needed something to convey the different camps. Yeah, but... um, You want me to ask Siri? I, yeah, I think that was like almost like no earlier than the 90s, you know? It was like... Uh, if I ask uh, the web how did Republicans become red, they're going to think I mean commie. So, so, so as far as animals, you know, I love elephants, but um, I love donkeys. You know, uh, yeah. My my girls are going to go have a, a birthday party at a uh, Bamba. <laughs> it's it's a donkey farm up in Ecuador. So, oh, that sounds lovely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here we go. Look at this. Television, right? The advent of color television in America in the late 1950s and early 1960s prompted television news reporters to rely on color-coded electoral maps, though sources conflict as to the conventions they followed. One source claims that in the elections prior to 2000, every state that voted for Democratic candidates but one had been coded red. It further claims that from 1976 to 2004, in an attempt to avoid favoritism in color coding, the broadcast network standardized on the convention of alternating every four years between blue and red, the color used for the incumbent president's party. Oh, that's confusing now, you know. Then they blamed John Chancellor, NBC Nightly News anchor, because he had asked his <laughs> network's engineers to construct a large illuminated map of the United States. I'm going I'm to now do my impression of the uh, union members who got the task of in- constructing the large illuminated map. <laughs> This fucking chancellor wants us to make a fucking map, and we need to do it in three fucking days. How are we going to do this shit? I have no idea. Oh, yeah. I never made an illuminated map. I'm looking map. at overtime. First, I'm taking a break. <laughs> so uh, that was uh, when the map had uh, red and blue on it, apparently. So it, it proved to be so popular. Four years later, all three major television networks used colors to designate the states won by the same party. And they use the same color scheme, blue for Democrats, red for Republicans, except for NBC. For some reason, NBC, <laughs> the Democrats, uh, the Republicans were blue. So I don't know. Wow. So, yeah, it's so random. And <laughs> Here's a question. Uh, they yeah. didn't use yellow or green because of the connotations with those two words. Like if you're yellow, you're a coward. Yeah, or the yellow green, peril. Or <laughs> right. If you're green, you're inexperienced. So they, right, right. they weren't going to use those okay. two I guess they went with red and blue. 
Well, there you go. I mean, back in the day, History was salt. one black and one white, or that would have uh, been problematic, you know? <laughs> I don't think they did it prior to, yeah. to uh, color television, so your color TV is to blame. Really. Oh, well. Uh, I closed the phones because we're almost out of road, so and, uh, none of you were calling anyway, so there you go. So I, I, never, I never had a color TV. My family still were black and white by the time I moved out of the house, and... Um, you know, I for a short time I had like a little black and white uh, TV on the Lower East Side, and that was you know, so I'm almost like totally inexperienced in color TV. You uh, <laughs> you don't own a TV now. We've established that. No, right? you know the other day, uh, last time you were on a show, I should say, we established yeah. you don't you don't keep a TV in the place because you're a, a voracious, vo- voracious, yeah. voracious. Vociferous <laughs> <I> reader. <laughs> was trying to say vociferous and voracious at the yeah, same time. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can look how that words. turned out. Uh, so, what do you uh, dare I ask if you picked up anything new since the last time we spoke? Like what? A uh, new new publication, new new book. Well, I, new... I read your uh, good friend Melissa uh, Pearson's uh, book about the oh, place yeah. you love is gone, which fits in with the theme that we're almost done with it. Yeah, you know, it's like, um, and I, I found the the part of the book really fascinating about. Uh, because New York City wanted water, they just like took by eminent domain like all these towns. Just like told people like, oh, you got to move out of the place that you have lived and all your ancestors have lived yeah. because we're gonna flood it. You know? Yeah, and, New York needs and, water. Get out. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's just like it is so evil. Yes, it's like full full towns. You know, and, and it's like people stood there and watched. They couldn't leave the structures there, so. People had to, like, sit there and watch as, like, you know, people from New York City came and burned their ancestral home. Yeah. You know, so gave them, so uh, it would pollute pittance. New York City's water. <laughs> yeah. Manifest destiny, motherfucker. Look at yeah, it. Yeah. By the way, those books are available in the store, signed by uh, Melissa Holbrook Pearson <laughs> for only $5. Come and get yours at That Cave 106 Partition Street under Pop Vintage here in Surrey. You never heard this song? Is this Custer's Last Stand? Please, Mr. Custer. I don't want to go. No. This song would never pass muster nowadays. You mind if I excuse the rest of the afternoon? Mr. Custer would I mean, never um, pass muster. Hey, Charlie, duck your head. The Paul Revere and the Raiders song, you know, Cherokee Nation, is still in heavy rotation on my you know local but you uh, local oldie station but but you could still have that song because it's actually uh, you know on the side of the native american not this one this is novelty crap i always feel like dr demento when i play but it, it has a sort of uh, beat that like sergio leone you know later used in, in his movies that uh, false you know I don't think that's too wide of the beam now that you mention it. Yeah, this song is all wrong, man. This is like, put this on the list of crap you couldn't play. Well, you know, this one is uh, totally off my radar. I can't believe you never heard it. I'm the, the first no. person oh, to God. play this shit for you. <laughs> oh, Please, Mr. Custer. I like when he does the sound effects of the arrows going into him. Look at him out there. Running around like a bunch of wild engines. <laughs> Can you believe this was a hit in 1960? No, I mean, where did it reach on the charts? Uh, uh, that's a very good question. I I, I don't know. I I I, 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 mean, I, um, I don't know. Kimasabi, you know. Hey out there, Kimasabi. I'd rather hear that than Ricky Nelson. But let's see. Let's try this one. All right, I got to go. I'm out of road. Stay here for more Hound. I'm going to sing along. On the HoundNYC.com. Indian Nation. Put them on a renovation. Paul Revere of the Raiders. Yeah. 19. Whatever Took away the way of life. 